Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people that go to the most luxurious sushi spot in town, but they still ask for Beef St. Paul. And okay. this is Jaren. And this is TJ. Man, and sushi is like the high life of this food, you know, if you go to the Asian culture food, as far as I know, as far as in my life, if I'm mm-hmm. buying sushi, it costs more money. It's a little bit more luxurious, and uh, you're paying a lot of money for raw fish. So, <laughs> what are you doing asking for a St. Paul <laughs> sandwich at all? Well, I mean, the place we went to, they actually have something called the St. Louis Roll. Okay, which That's is dope. just which is just uh, I think it's just cream cheese, um, salmon, and no, it's honey cream cheese. So there's a sweetness to it. Okay. Honey cream cheese. All right. Never even heard of that, but go ahead. Yeah, that's what, I guess that's what makes it the St. Louis. It's the St. Louis roll, and it's very good, though. Gotcha. So I got like a bunch of them. Okay. Because you can kind of name a roll anything you want. And actually, it's funny you say that. I had all-you-can-eat sushi yesterday. Yeah, so did I. And it was, uh, it was really, really good. And the way that they do it is the all-you-can-eat sushi spot is $25. And mm-hmm. they give you three rounds of opportunities to order whatever you want off the menu. So the first round, you order everything that you want. They make three sure rounds. Yeah, three rounds. So they make sure that you eat everything or almost everything that you know that you ordered because they don't want a bunch of waste because this fish is not cheap, right. right? Right. And so then they give you a second round and a third round. Now, the key to the story is though, if you don't eat all of the sushi. Like you don't eat all your food, they will charge you per piece that's left over. How much was? (laughs) How much is it at your place? Uh, I don't know. I got there. I got there a little late. They had Mm -hmm. already started. They had already got their speech, but it's probably like a dollar or something per piece. It's it's fifty cent at the place I went to. Fifty cent. Oh, okay. Fifty cent. So the place I went to, they didn't have a limit on rounds. It's a proper all you can eat, and then it's um, believe it's twenty dollars per person, but. Uh, the grocery store I go to across the street from there, they were given coupons. You know, you buy, pay full price for the first one, and then a second dinner is half off. Okay. And they don't have the round limit, so it's a proper all you can eat. Got it. But yeah. the problem is, well, the problem last night was in downtown St. Louis. You know, Herbalife, Herbalife. Herbalife? Yeah, Herbalife. Yep. They took over the entire city. So there was thousands of people just walking around the streets, all in all the restaurants, in everybody's videos. <laughs> but <laughs> they were uh, just everywhere, just basically slowing down service for everything. So I've been to the sushi place before, but the service was kind of uh, took a took a hit. So the wait, quality. these 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 Herbalife people that's down there, you mean they're selling the product? No, they had like a convention or something. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, they had they were having a convention, so because it's funny, I know like one or two people who were selling it, but I haven't heard not one person that I know, or even person that I work around, or just walking the streets, I've never heard anybody say that they were using the program. Yeah, this must have been some kind of national thing because I was in two parts of the city. Um, and they were it was like a golden platinum i guess that's a, like a level 
for the sales or something and so they were at the fox and then everybody else were at the uh at the dome and so again all those guys they were just walking around slowing up traffic taking up all the parking spaces luckily my my work garage is right there so i didn't i wasn't affected by the parking situation yeah but yeah sushi was good <laughs> yeah so the spot the spot that i was at it was um i say it's still a proper place because they they have all these different roles and and by the way it was just way too many choices it must have been like 40 roles to choose from so do, I had do, you, a hard do you write your number on the or you write it on the card or whatever yeah you write how many of those roles that you want on the card so you can if you want to order six or something you can totally do it you just better eat all that shit <laughs> because yeah. you're gonna be paying a lot more you're gonna be paying premium you're gonna be paying top dollar for uh for leftover it could have been 50 cents where i was at i just figured that it'd be like a dollar because it's like eight pieces per roll and the rolls were like eight nine dollars or whatever uh if you just order them individually and so what they do is is they take every and maybe they only did this for because we had a group of like 10 people um they took everybody's order and in that round and so they can go back and make it all you know right before you finished your first round they come around and for the second so they can make yeah, it exactly. all so you don't go hungry but uh it was pretty it was pretty cool man i ate more sushi that day that i've ever eaten well no i can't tell i not nah, that's extreme but i ate a I, I ate a whole lot of sushi and a lot of stuff that i haven't that i need did you, you did of. the three rounds no we didn't go to three we got the two and i was stuffed and actually i didn't even order anything that i wanted because i was just kind of like the 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 trash man i was picking up after whoever didn't eat you know i didn't want leftover rolls that we had to pay for so <laughs> so he was I eating, was he was eating people like hey you gonna eat that oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> we were sharing anyway it ain't like people were having their own roll in front of them it was kind of like i want this kind of roll so i'm gonna buy this for the, or i'm gonna order this for the table and everybody remember, was sharing so i remember people at school used to do that they would just go table to table like eating people's like scraps basically like <laughs> catfish essentially yeah man if you saving your lunch money for your sneakers it's like well i'm just gonna go around and get people's leftovers they ain't eating you gonna eat I'll that some bowl, fries that i'm gonna get a little bit of your fries <laughs> right get some change off of that person panhandling man we just talked about that last week so so we went to the sushi place uh actually um after going to this little music festival oh that's dope uh, was anybody big there um i mean not like a national level person but we got there pretty late so uh the people who we wanted to see had already played gotcha it's basically just a bunch of DJs. It's like a DJ festival, essentially. Oh, okay. That's cool. So it's a dance festival, I guess. Did the uh, city come out? Was it a lot of people there? It wasn't. It wasn't that many people. Uh, the, the thing is called Afro, Afro Sexy Cool. Okay. A little playoff so, for TLC. Yeah. So it's kind of like for like the woke people, I guess. Um, the guy the, who put it on, his name is DJ Needles. And... Uh, I was familiar with him so I, I did a photo shoot for him um, his wife uh, she she's a photographer so I've done a couple of weddings with her um, she used to hang out at the studio a lot so I'm familiar with him cool and so he's actually a really 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 good DJ um, if I ever put on an event 
he's going to be the DJ. He doesn't play the the typical, you know, top 100 type stuff. He plays kind of like a fusion of of a lot of different things. He's he's an actual DJ that uses vinyl and that kind of thing still. Oh, so he'll start with one song. He'll start with one song and then fuse it together, like and go into another song that's totally right, different but works. Right. And does it sound like he he actually gets a feel for the crowd versus oh, just absolutely. having a playlist? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and just, and just absolutely. Stuff and, and if and if like if it starts dying, you know, he might he might play something. Because he plays a lot of like old school stuff, and people don't even realize, but it'll be like something that's been sampled. And so, say like if it's um, Michael Jackson. And Rihanna, you know, the uh, Please Don't Stop the Music. Yeah. You know how that song goes? Yeah. And then it's like yeah. Michael Jackson singing his part in the background. Yeah. So he'll be playing the Rihanna stuff, and then it'll go into the Michael Jackson version or vice versa. Oh, that's dope. That is pretty dope. So he does. He does. So this guy actually knows music. Absolutely. Super dope. Um,. So I saw him, uh, so I went out there to support his stuff uh and uh oh by the way shout out to anonymous he was there I saw him he's the one who does the uh who did the corporate streets intro music oh shout out to A9 so uh, he was there and so we went there we got there kind of late so there was just like one dude it's always the one dude like somebody's uncle he was just like turned up he was wearing his linen shirt and he was just like dancing <laughs> all by himself he was like the only yeah, person man. dancing when we got there he was living his life man shout out to him you know what i wish i could be that guy like the guy who doesn't care like who's just gonna dance and just flail all about because i'm not much of a dancer are you are you a dancer do you go to nah i'm not much of a dancer i will two-step you to death though i'll just so, two-step to any song so you go to a party your wife wants to dance you will at least participate oh yeah so this is a long-standing thing like i'm really not into dancing but if she wants to get on the floor i can two-step to the beat so she can do whatever she does and i just keep up with her on the two-step so okay but i'm not i'm not a dancer no and i dread when she's like come on i want to dance i'm like fuck okay (laughs) i knew this was gonna happen I'm really not into that either. So we got to the to the like I said we, in the, during the day it was a festival, and we left that got something to eat. And a couple hours later, it was the after party, and so that was our second opportunity to catch the people who we wanted to see. So one of the guys was like this guy Black Spade. He's a rapper slash DJ, and we got there like he's supposed to have started like at nine. And we got there. We were like the only two people there. So I'm like, this is to the party, to the after party. Yes. Yeah. And so you were first. I was the first person there. Yeah. What time does the party start? Nine o'clock. Yeah. And you were there at nine. No one. We were probably even there at eight fifty five. Okay. Nah. (laughs) Nah. You don't get there until an hour into the thing. Maybe two. (laughs) That would have been too early for that party, actually. What? So eleven o'clock. What time does the party end? Two. Ended at, well, it was supposed to end at one, but they were still going when we left. Ah, got you. Because what I noticed out here, stuff ends at two. A lot of places out here, unless you're like deep in LA, mm. if it ends at two, don't get there until midnight. 
and it's, it, bl it blows my mind because like you only have two hours to party now but i guess that's all you need well see i'm out. with that but the problem with that was again one of the people who we wanted to see it had them scheduled to start at nine ah gotcha so you got to enjoy your people you know by yourself it was like they were singing to you or rapping to you <laughs> DJing for us. Well, actually, so we got there and he was playing like just like dance music. Like the music just go. Yeah. And so they actually had two levels. So there was him DJing on the bottom, there was another person DJing on the top. And you just go back and forth. And from nine o'clock all the way to 12 o'clock, all that was happening was. It was the same fucking beats per minute <laughs> so that would have been cool if you know we had our light glow sticks and stuff okay but there there wasn't any glow sticks and there was hardly anybody there and so you know it was kind of whack i was ready to go you know you know i already put it out there i'm ready to go as soon as i get somewhere oh but as, as we as we've spoken before we've had a podcast on this you're always ready to go. Yeah, exactly. So I went in, got my beer. As soon as you walked and, in, you was ready to go. And I was like looking at it like, okay, I'm going to drink this beer. And I'm going to be ready to go. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we spit the bunny and we were just kind of chilling and talking and people watching or whatever. And so, uh, what 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 was the establishment? So they like bought out it. So it wasn't inside of a club, right? No, it was just like an event space. I've been to gotcha. this event space a few times. I actually went. Uh, I don't. Did we did we ever talk about the trap yoga thing on the show? We did talk about trap yoga. Okay, so it's the same place where they had the trap yoga. Okay. So this is on Cherokee Street. So Cherokee Street, that's where all the woke people are. That's where the people who want to get some culture, who ain't coming out to come shoot people. They be on Cherokee Street. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I gotta keep that folks. in mind when I come back home. I gotta go check out Cherokee Street because I'm not trying to shoot people. Yeah. I'm not exactly woke, but I am. I do pay attention. Yeah. So like I said, everybody was playing that. But then DJ Needles was on at twelve o'clock. He was like the closer, I guess. And he did his set, and that's when, like I said, he starts playing all kinds of other music and you know he like blended trap music with some other like he had uh it was uh hot nigga bobby smarter yeah you know the beat he had that plan over uh more money more problems i believe oh okay and it worked you know nice and so, stuff like so that. the whole song with the more money problem more money more problems beat yeah no, it was Mo Money, Mo Problems lyrics with Hot Oh, Nigga. interesting. Okay. I think that was it. I can't remember what the blend was, but it was stuff like that. He he did stuff like that. Gotcha. So, um, again, I'm not a dancer, but I'm there with Sarah. Sarah's about four or five drinks in, so, you know, she's ready to have fun. And, uh, I mean, we've gone out to parties slash dancing. So, uh, what do you do? What do you do? You're not a dancer. You're the guy. You're not a dancer. The 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 girl, you know, your other wants to go dance. There's two things you can do. You can stay and be that stiff person that you are. 
Because you don't know how to dance. I mean, you, you mean, you, mean you go out to the floor, though? Uh, I wouldn't even want to go to the floor at that point. Okay. If, if I was going to go that route, I wouldn't even want to go to the floor. Gotcha. Or, I mean, and, and I think, I think that's okay. But you're, 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 whoever you're there with, I mean, they have to understand that's what you are about. Yep. They shouldn't even be, you know, they should know that you're not about to go out there and dance. Okay. And then what's the second thing? I mean, and if that's fun to you, I mean, go for it. But that's kind of whack. That's kind of a waste of time. That's why I used to hate going to parties. Because I was that guy. Not that I was at, ever went to parties with anyone like that, like with a girl. But, uh-huh. you know, you go with the homies. And then that's even worse. Because then if you're going to decide that you want to try to dance with somebody, you now you have the anxiety of having to approach a person. Right, right. Which is and even gir- worse. And girls have all of the um authority in that position because you're trying to dance with or on them right right and right. so if they stop you know once they get that turnaround and actually we need a chick perspective on this on what the thought you know what the process is but i've seen it happen from afar they do like a little kind of turnaround to see what you look like and they can continue or they can stop <laughs> and that is the most well no that's not the most embarrassing but i'm pretty sure that's quite embarrassing I'm pretty sure the uh, the guy's self-esteem isn't, you know, tip-top shape after having a girl stop when you approach him to dance. It's, it's pretty much the equivalent of the uh, cheek of denial, okay. the rejection cheek. Yeah. Like, you're about to go for that first kiss, and they give you, like, the cheek. It's, it's, it's yeah. about the equivalent of that, so... So, what about so this I don't thing? want So, I definitely, you know, back when I was... You know, just running around, going to parties with friends. Like, yeah, I would just stand back and what they say, hold up the wall. Gotcha. And watch people and admire the pretty girls or whatever. And that's so about it. if your girl's a dancer and you're not much of a dancer and you know she dances, this is what she does. She goes out to the floor and starts dancing with another guy or a guy approaches her and she continues to dance. What do you feel? What can you feel? So... I haven't been faced with that. First of all, I would like to think that. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't get mad, right? Like if I you was if you if you are hell bent against dancing and she loves dancing, as long as it's not like crossing the line, you know. And I, mean, I don't know how you do you determine what's crossing the line. I guess I guess whatever you feel while you're standing there. I mean, you're standing there with your face all screwed up because, like, who is this fool trying? No, hold up, man. I'm, I'm gonna I mean, watch she this starts she thing. starts grinding on the guy. Is that too much, man? Or is it a grind and then the dude grabs her? You know, his hand is on her ass or something, dude. So I guess it depends on where you at because I would expect it to be respectable. So the places that I go, if this were to happen. I would expect it to be respectable where he goes up and he just dances alongside her, not grabbing, not pulling or none of that. Right. Because he puts his hand on her hip, not on her hip, but like on her uh, waist. Like the kind of doing like a cha-cha kind of thing. Oh, okay. Now, if it was like a ballroom type dance kind of thing. Yeah, because like like I said, so like DJ Needles, he played all kinds of music. So he had like some Jamaican uh, reggae stuff going he had like some Hispanic stuff. He had gotcha. some African stuff. 
He had right. all kinds of stuff playing. So, you know, it's different types of dance styles. Gotcha. Okay. So, if, if it looks like a formal type of thing, sure. But if it's just like booty dance and I'm trying to grab her from behind, he trying to grab her from behind as if they in the bedroom or something, that's definitely crossing the line. And what I was saying was is that the places that we would go, I would expect that the people there would be, you know, more respectful when they're dancing. Because I would think that the place that I'm at, they're going to respect the woman enough to not think that they can just go grabbing ass and, you know, grabbing breasts and holding on hips and pumping and humping. Like... <laughs> I would so, expect that that's not going to go on. So I'm not standing by for pumping, humping, thrusting, or none of that. I'm not so, standing by for that. So, so my thought is you probably, okay, so there's three things you could do. You could be that guy standing and watching, and yep. she goes off to dance. Or you probably just shouldn't have gone in the first place and let her go and enjoy her time with her friends or whatever. And then you just. So you ain't got to see it. So you don't have to <laughs> see it. You might have to think about it, but. At least you don't have to see it and confirm that it has happened. Exactly. Because what you're thinking about is, nah, man, my girl wouldn't let no fool grind up on her like that. Not at all. Or maybe she will. And, I mean, as long as she comes back, I mean, I guess it's okay. But, <laughs> nah, again, man. as long as you didn't she, see it. She, she, can come, she can come back after, uh, after a, um, a pit stop at the telly or something. You don't want that to happen. Yeah. Well, you got to know her it friends, too. It ain't like, just as... Just as long as she come back, it's more than that, bro. It's more than you, that. you gotta you gotta know her friends too. Yeah, exactly. Don't let her go watching, out with the whole friends. And you gotta be watching her Snapchat, you know, <laughs> making sure that she's uh, snapping yeah. everything. Because because we, so. we had ladies on the show before that talked about their both of them had an experience going out with their whole friends, right. and the whole friends were straight hoeing. And they were on, well, they told the story like they was on the sideline and didn't participate. Right. <laughs> So don't let them go out the like whole like they just sat in a car for two hours or whatever. Exactly, exactly. That's a long time to be sitting in a car. And iPhones went out back then, so they was only exactly. playing Snake on the Nokia. And they were sitting. <laughs> and you only get like thirty minutes of Snake before your phone dies. <laughs> anyway, so fellas, oh, if you out right, there, wait, wait, it's, a, it's the third thing though. Oh, okay. Or were you about to make a point to her? No, I was about to. I was about to call out the three things. So you can either stand up there and hold the wall, right? I haven't said the third one now, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. So the third one is you have to suck it up, go out there and dance. So, So go ahead. Go run through the three really quick. Oh, so you can. Okay, so let's call number one not going at all. Not going? All right, nah, you go, boo. I'm going to just sit here and enjoy, you know, go enjoy. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm just going to sit back. Yep, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Catch up on that. It's coming out tonight. Uh, You go ahead. You have a good time. I'll order a pizza. Bye. So that's number one. That's number one. Number two, you'd be like, okay, I'll go ahead and go get a couple of drinks. But you know I'm not about to dance. Okay. And then you might have to watch her dance with somebody else. Oh, but she could dance with her girlfriends, though, right? Oh, yeah, that's a go. Watching her dance with the girlfriends is a go. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be okay. But not not the guy who's been, you know, who's pulling her all close and doing all So that. are those different? Like, are those different things that can happen? Like, is it you can stand there and uh, you can ho- you cannot go at all? Or you can go have a couple of drinks, watch her dance with her girlfriends, 
because that could be a rule. Hey, you can dance with your girls, but don't dance with no other guys. Or is just dancing with other people, is that all in one bucket? No, it's, it's a difference. And, man, I'm still not 100% on not dancing with a guy. Because it's a party. You're there to have fun. As long as it's just, I think there's levels to the disrespectfulness. And I haven't gone through and figured out like how to separate those levels but like i said like it could be as long as she's not like twerking and putting her ass out to him that kind of stuff so as long as she's not being a hoe right i mean as long whatever as that means not, to you as long as she's not um disrespecting you your presence how about that as long as she's not disrespecting your presence. Yeah, and again, that's subjective. So, I mean, that's up to you to figure out what. Oh, but that she is. knows though. You guys are a thing, so she knows what's too far. No, I'm I'm saying that's different for for. Oh each yeah, person. that's different for everybody. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And All then right. the, se the second level to that is how respectful is he and how much she's gonna accept, right? Because if he goes grabbing on the hips or grabbing like on the hips, you know, right on the sides of the butt and starts trying to thrust and simulate bedroom activity like so okay standing there for that so or, let's say that they're, they're pelvis to pelvis they listening to some pit bull type music and he puts his hands like on her hips and not like grabbing them but just kind of like there this there okay or, i got it i got it, or, it as long as they're, they're swaying, swaying as long as they're swaying yeah. it's cool but if they st but thrusting is a no-go so that's what i'm saying that there there's certain motions in in different things that can happen that changes the situation just that quickly so, <laughs> so as long as they're going horizontal <laughs> as long as they're going left and right, right right i think that's cool for me you can sway but don't go vertical where you actually bump in pelvises like no thrusting yeah all right um and i mean what would you do though what would, what would you do if that happened if I see thrusting, first of all, I would expect would you, her. Would you step in immediately, or? Yeah, I'll pull her to the side. Like, yo, I'm I'm cool with the dancing, but like, you can't be letting guys thrust all on on you. Like, you, you gotta, just walk gotta in and just know. grab her in the hand and like, hey, come here. Uh, I might I might play it off like I'm taking the dance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I might try to move like I know what I'm doing. I don't know. It just depends on what song. It so you, so you're like dancing. <laughs> yeah yeah man have this dance <laughs> yeah because i don't have nothing against the guy technically he thinks he's a single chick you know yeah, guys ain't yeah, looking yeah. for rings on the floor they looking at any chick that look cute and i i expect my chick to look cute right and so he's gonna he's gonna attempt as he should and i'm gonna just slide in there and take the dance and then if he tries to get buck like hey man you know i'm dancing like yo bro bro i put a, i put a ring on that bro that i spent a lot of money <laughs> back up yo I spent a lot of money. Yeah, I took vows, dog. I took vows. I so. think, I think if it was me, I would like text her first. She ain't checking no damn text, and dog. Then, she thinking that vibration is him. And then I'll call her, and then like leave a voicemail, like, "Hey, uh, I saw you <laughs> dancing with that guy. If you can just, you know, chill out." And you let her hear when she get in the car and you ain't even talking to her. She like, what's wrong? Or I'll wrong? wait until they stop dancing and then let her know, like, hey, I didn't approve of that. So, Like, no, nah, check your voicemail, though. Check your voicemail. I left you something. <laughs> you know what, though? The good thing is I would, I would think you would not have to deal with that more than once. You know, as long as you address it at some point. 
yeah you yeah. know if you guys are going to be out dancing and stuff or going to these parties you should only have to address that once that shouldn't exactly be every time we go out this happens gotcha that yeah. that's true that's the whole purpose of communication because you know there are guys out there who wouldn't say anything and they just fuming inside you know and being and, passive uh, aggressive and stuff or or yeah or being passive aggressive or might try to run out on the floor and go grab a chick and that's really gonna set it off because it's like you wouldn't dance with your girl but your passive aggressive nature sends you to go try to dance with another girl now she's so, mad because you're gonna dance with her well you know with somebody else but not her i was thinking that so what if you both are dancers i mean it should be okay then right like you both like if she you're in a big group or whatever and you we're talking to your friends or something and her and the girls are dancing and then some guy comes up and starts dancing with her in a respectful way. I mean, you should be able to dance with a girl then, right? That's why you kind of... Not like a revenge dance, but I mean, nah. you know. That's why, that's why you got to know what you got, right? Because if you're both dancers, you guys both know what this dancing thing is about and you probably realize how much it's just about being on the floor. And yeah. you probably let a whole lot more go if you were both dancers. Yeah. Okay. All right, so number three. You have to bite the bullet and you go out there and dance. Yeah. So you can start frolicking. I mean, if you don't know how to dance, you're probably not dancing. You're probably frolic. You're probably frolicking. And if I'm doing anything other than a two step for me personally, I'm just frolicking at that point. So I just try to keep it at a two step because my two step is refined. And so I know that my two step looks like I know what I'm doing. So I keep it to that. See. And that used to be one of those things that I used to be deathly afraid of so ever since I've been a kid. I remember being, I mean, I had to be like eight or something and trying to learn dance steps. But, and I've just now learned this. I mean, this isn't something that I've learned um, a long time ago. I mean, just as, just in a recent year, I've learned, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go out there and have fun. And I don't care where I look like. Because I'm not dancing by myself, you know. Right. Because uh, you, know, you in will the middle be of the dance floor in front of people. I'm dancing with my girl. Right. If you if you out there and you don't know how to dance, people know it. Number one, you should definitely have fun. Just know you will be Snapchatted. You will. Be. Well, not if you're doing all crazy though. I mean, I don't think you got to go all crazy with it. I think, and even if you are Snapchatted who gives a fuck because let's say you are a single guy and you're going out to a club from what i understand girls actually like that shit they'll see that you don't mind letting go and just making a fool of yourself and having fun you're you're the fun guy if if you're going all crazy you know on the dance floor you know what that's an but, interesting concept that you have um two things really quick i just saw this i was coming back from i was running a errand with my uh with my wife <clears throat> and it's a guy on the side of the road he's riding a bike but he stopped riding his bike and he was really feeling his music he's sitting on a bike with a helmet on with some ipod earphones in his ear and he's doing like these crazy dance moves like he's bobbing to the music really hard and 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 moving his arms like he like he's dancing while he's sitting there and okay. we both looked at each other like the fuck is he doing <laughs> but then after that thought i was like that guy's having a good time he's enjoying himself he let go and it's so funny that you're bringing this up now because i just thought about this i was thinking he let go and there's a lot of people 
who care who too won't. much about what other yeah. people think and they're missing out on opportunities. Somebody might pick him up off the side of the road because he's letting go. Or he might he might be better in his life in some way by having an attitude to let go. And if the and if he were at a, a more appropriate place, like an actual like club or a party or something, he would be the life of the party. It would be completely acceptable. Right. right. So, so, so that's so, pretty cool. I'm glad you brought that up because it, even in a party. So I think about like a basketball court. If you go out there trying to play basketball and you don't know how to play. It's kind of frowned upon. I, I don't right. want, you know, people don't want you on the team if you can't dribble and people keep calling double dribble or you keep right. losing a ball or keep getting it stolen, right? But on the dance floor, the whole purpose, the, the whole purpose is not that everybody has to be a formal dancer. It's about going out there and having a good time unless you're at a formal dance event. And nine yeah. times out of ten, you're not. So get out there, go ahead and frolic, you know, flail your arms move your legs do your thing the experience would be a lot more enjoyable when it's all said and done you know why i think black people have a problem with this is because we laugh at white people who frolic like we were raised at a at a young age to laugh at white people trying to dance and so i feel like that makes this that makes this wall that builds this this psychological wall that says that if you don't know how to actually do moves, don't do moves because you're going to get laughed at. Meanwhile, those white people that are being laughed at, they're having a good time. Was that was that a thing? Was that a thing for you growing up? Yeah. People pointing out that white people can't dance, or you know, when you when you see the 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 white person at the party that's playing, you know, hip hop culture music, and they're and they're doing their dance their version of dancing we think that it's frolicking and it's like wow what is he or what is she doing <laughs> See, so i don't have a lot of experience with being at a dance party where white people were there was white people there last night and they was having a good time man like but no i don't have like a, a history of, of that type of experience personally though okay well i've seen it on multiple occasions and people black people typically point out the fact that look at them they over there trying to dance, but you know what? Every time, now that I go back and think about it, they're having fun every time, and that's what this whole thing is supposed to be for. So, guys, if you ain't out there dancing, is that is that what really what the moral is? Get out there and dance. I, I, well, yeah, like for me, like I didn't know how to dance, but like I mean, I'm with I'm with Sarah, so we're just having a good time. And did you do it? Did I dance? Yeah. I danced for like an hour. The oh, whole time sweet. DJ Needles was there. Okay. That's dope. He, he got up at 12 and we were there all the way up to like 1. <laughs> you danced for an hour? You danced? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got fun, man. It was good. Did y'all take, take any video of this? I love to see like your moves. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't Snapchat hashtag dancing with my boo? No. Nah, I, I mean, I didn't do none of that. But, but what I'm saying though is i mean she knows my dance skill level or lack thereof so i mean it was just just a good time man and maybe, yeah, maybe again cool. you have to go with somebody that's fine too did and she make fun of you like for what you were no. trying to do no not at all okay my wife does that i get out there and i try and she makes fun of what i'm doing oh make fun of me i'll be like fuck it you don't ever have to worry about <laughs> please believe <laughs> that would have been it 
please believe you will never have to worry about it again. <laughs> oh man. So that's but cool, I mean, but at the same time, it wouldn't even be nothing. That's a law of power. There there wouldn't even be anything that you would be able to make fun of with me. Or maybe it's, this is a uh, a principle. What is Charlemagne's book? Um, by privilege. What is, it, what is it called? Opportunity like, comes to those who create it. Yeah. So he talked about how basically doing using the eighth mile rule where you basically live your truth. Yeah. So he says he always makes fun of himself before anybody can make the opportunity to do it. You know, he says, I look like a Ninja Turtle. I look like, you know, a raccoon, whatever, whatever. He yeah. puts it out there. You can't use that against him anymore. So I might go out there like so yesterday I went out there and I did like some little silly things, like little moves or whatever, just to show that I can't dance. And but you know, it's all good. I'm having a good time. You can't use that against me. So, I mean but I but you have to be willing to let go and do that. Right. <clears throat> it's gotta actually be you wanting to let go and have fun versus you just doing it because you know somebody else is out there dancing right because but that that definitely eases the tension you know yeah because like i said if i got out there when i do get out there and i try my wife is quick to be like what move is that and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to the beat. I'm doing what I feel, you know. Like, and then you know, after I, don't know I do how to that, fucking dance. Like, why are you trying to you know, shame <laughs> me? Like, I guess you don't ever want to dance again. Like, if it came to that, like, yeah, I, I just wouldn't do it no more. Right. I would get mad, dog. I would, I would really get mad. Oh, you'll get mad. So no, so that's why I said you really have to let go because when I get that, what is that move? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just feeling the beat. And then once I let her know that her comment didn't get to me she doesn't do it anymore so that's kind of the eight mile thing living the truth because i really wanted to get out there and have fun i'm not just going out there to make her happy and but see so, so see i wasn't questioned it was just i did something and kind of like made like a, a face or something that caused a, a laugh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so <laughs> so it, it's like i know i look silly what I, with what i'm doing yeah you know so and at the end of the day dancing is just a bunch of silly moves that you do it's just some people's moves look more polished than others so mm-hmm. all of us can dance okay some of us are just more polished all right so so um they did play some trap music a little bit you know they definitely got the bad did he play bad and bougie i think he just played the beat i don't think he actually played the song which i really like you know when that happened i really oh, like okay. that about it yeah, because you're getting all prepared, you feel like you know what's about to come, and then it's just the beat. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it's like that's so typical, you know. That's what everybody, at every other party you would have went to last night, they would have been playing bad and bougie, you know. Gotcha. But at this one, not this one, you know, it's different. It's the the the, uh, the rebel. So he went ahead and set himself. He set himself apart from all the other DJs. Because why not play bad and bougie? Why not? So play it? it's the hottest song, right? Yeah. But that's not you. That's not what the, that's not what you're feeling. Maybe you just like the beat. You just play the beat and put something else behind it, you know? Speaking of Bad and Bougie, really quick, um, my sushi place that I was at, they had a, a role that was called Bad and Gooey <laughs> or something okay. like that. I was like, look at them trying to be hip. I thought 
uh, Jay Z and Beyonce's twins would be named Bad and Bougie Carter, but they weren't. Ah, uh, yo, that would have been actually kind of raw. Did you think of that? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Like the the names they came up was kind of whack. I don't know. Yeah, their 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 names are probably cultured and super. Like I'm not even on the level to understand where they got that from. I get the Sir Carter because we had a cat named Sir Robert. Right. So I get the Sir. Okay, he's knighted, right? I I get it, but I don't understand Rumi. But um, yeah, Bad and Bougie would have been maybe that could be their nicknames. <laughs> one is bad and one is bougie. So the little boy is bad and the little the little girl is bougie. Yeah, that that'd have been dope if the Migos would have influenced. Dog, I want to set the twins now, dog. Like, so you can name him Bad and Bougie. Yeah, <laughs> that is, or at least nickname him. At least nickname him Bad. And nah, bougie. man, you got to commit to it. I am committing. It's a nickname. Everybody. No, not a nickname. It's got to be on a birth certificate. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, dog. Like, why would you? You can't name a little black kid Bad. Yo, dog, that's not gonna work. You can. They they name their kids Hunter and stuff. Like white people name their kids Hunter. <laughs> daylight or whatever you know so you can name your kid whatever you want Dog, rob kardashian's bad. kid's name is dream that's a that's a nice thing hunter that's a respectable thing to be able to hunt in 2017 hunter is respectable it's, res- it's a respectable thing to be bougie okay bougie maybe but bad no in a our culture bad boy, is a good thing a little black boy named bad that's a, that's a whole negative connotation not so, not in our culture being so bad no, no, is, a no. good, is a good thing so maybe the girl should be bad and the little boy would be bougie nah that 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 don't that won't work no it would it would because the girl she's bad she's she's dope right she's bad and the, and the little guy you know he's very cultured and only wants the best of the best like dudes don't want to be bougie but uh, dudes are yeah dudes are, yeah. are bougie bourgeois i wouldn't want to be i wouldn't want somebody calling me bougie or I wouldn't go around calling myself, hey, y'all, I'm bougie, so don't <laughs> sit next to me. Right. I'm bougie. I don't. I can't go to that hotel. Now, I've heard dudes refer to themselves as bougie. But anyway, Migos are popping out here. They're totally popping. And it would have definitely solidified how popping they was if Beyonce right. and Jay would have went with the bad and bougie. But they don't need Jay and Beyonce to be popping. So they're going yeah, around. Yeah, they've been doing good without the cosign from Jay, right? Yeah, they've been doing just fine without the cosign because I didn't think they was gonna make it, to be honest. So yeah, when they came out there, Versace, Versace. Um, actually, Versace was okay. It was Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah right. Montana. I was like, mm, these guys won't last long. Wasn't Drake on Versace? Right, he was on there. Right, he's on the remix. That's what. That's what okay, maybe that's when I really paid. You know, Drake could like, jump mm. on your song and the heart beating. Body <laughs> If it's hot, Drake take all the credit for it, (laughs) and then take the style and use it for the next three albums, right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I didn't know how long these guys was gonna go, but these guys are solidified now. But they're new rappers, right? So they get some they get some flack for being a new rapper nowadays. The new rappers, if you're not Kendrick or you're not Big Sean or you're not uh, J Cole. Or you're not Chance. Chance has gotten out of it. If you're not one of those guys, you're a new guy and you're probably a mumble rapper. That's what they call you. Right. They don't really call Migos mumble rappers, though, do they? No, they do. They they call them mumble rappers, too? Well, 
mumble rappers are basically anybody that was on that freshman 2017 or, or 2016 16 okay the xxl freshman list yeah pretty yeah. much anybody who was on that on down are mumble rappers chief keith was definitely a mumble rapper yeah yeah. But the whole term didn't come up until those guys came out. I don't think the term came out until Future started with his thing, cause his 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 shit is literally mumble stuff. Like you you can't make the words out. Well, he mumbles, but the term like I think the term mumble rapper, like as in now there's a genre almost or a subgenre of yeah rap that is mumble rap yeah like like you said future was doing it but it wasn't like he's a mumble rapper gotcha. it took these other guys to come out for it to then become <laughs> a thing to so be like what are they saying out. they're mumbling yeah. on the track right and even it's used um a little too much because not all of these guys are mumbling yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is thrown around 21 so, savage gets called a mumble rapper he has a mumble today in his life Oh, he's called a mumble rapper. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm. I just the epiphany. Sorry, I'm late. Um, I think mumble rapper is just that if your content isn't, um, if you're not lyrical, you're a mumble rapper. I think it's pretty much that, right? You either lyrical in in the new in the new age, you either lyrical or you're not lyrical. If you're not lyrical, that equals mumble rapper, right? Right. Is that a fair way to to slice it? Um, maybe. I think. I mean, that's why the, 21 yeah, is called yeah, a that's, that's, rapper, that's, even that's, that's, that's the blanket they give they put on all those people I don't think that's what it is but no you're right that's the blanket that's how people are blanketed okay and so these new guys are also um, treated they're, they're also judged because they're not generally the freestyle type not generally okay right some of right. them don't respect what they don't respect where rap came from. I remember like the people that we grew up with rap, they always had to show respect to the guys that came before them. They had to know the lyrics to those old songs. They had to know Rapper's Delight. They had to know um um you know, Kumo D, uh Biz Marky. They had to speak of those guys and say how they grew up on them and, and shit like that. Nowadays, these new guys They'll tell you that they ain't listened to one track of Pox. They'll tell you that they know nothing about Biggie. Right. And they don't feel any kind like they're not they're not trying to hide it either. And so people, um, I guess rap snobs don't like the fact that the new guys don't know the history. Yeah, and I mean it's, I guess it's if you're not rapping like Wu Tang, you know, you're not a lyricist basically <laughs> it's that kind of stuff or if you don't know about that kind of rap you're not a lyricist right so Migos hits Sway in the morning right yep and there's a clip going around and I saw the clip on Facebook and there was a beat going and they're supposed to be rapping because when you go to Sway you gotta know to have a verse ready because he's either gonna give you the um is it the five fingers of death i think it's the five fingers of death where he plays five different beats and he expects you to to rap to them whether it's off the top or not mm -hmm. or he's at least gonna play a beat so he can hear some bars from you okay and so the clip was there was some beat playing and all you see it's a 40 second clip <laughs> of migos basically 
repeating themselves over the beat and then once they stop once they stop repeating themselves they're just like give me the money show me the money and something about them bringing the money and and he had a bunch of racks and he was showing the money and what did you get from that clip or is that is that a fair explanation of what the clip was what is your that is a fair explanation of what the clip was however i knew like i said a long time ago and i think i even sent it to you a texted Jewish video of them on Tim Westwood and they were rapping for like freestyling for like 30 minutes or like 20 minutes but mean, so were they freestyling or are they rapping off the top of the head because there's a difference they were freestyling from the top of the head okay got it so nowadays you definitely have to you have to be very specific about if it's off the top or not because now the word freestyle doesn't mean that it's off the top of the head anymore it just means that hey man this is something that's free of style it doesn't have to have a beat and a hook it doesn't have to follow the general confines of a song that's what a freestyle is nowadays so if you're talking off the top of the head you gotta say it's off the top so they was on tim westwood off the top for 20 minutes yep was takeoff uh, involved in this at all? <laughs> yeah, all three of them were. They were okay. Okay. Why? Why you say it's takeoff involved? Because he's he's um, he's given the credit of being the least rapper like of the three. Uh no, he was doing his thing. They all they all did their thing. Okay. So, Race Rimmer was on there too, and they did about twenty minutes. Nice. So I think it's like. First of all, they uh, they automatically are getting going to have a hard time because they're not from New York. And if you're not so from New York, that's you one can't reason spit. they're getting a hard time. You say what? They're new rappers. That's another they're new reason. rappers. Yep. They're not from New York. And um, oh, you know what? It's not just not from New York. One is not from New York. Two is they're new rappers, and three they're from the South. Cause the South. Oh they, yeah, then that's something. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a, only there's not from New York, but you're from the South. Yeah. There's a stigma, but okay. So not from New York is one thing. So if I'm from the West Coast, like Kendrick had to fight that, and then he he beat that because he's super lyrical, right? So he's quote unquote like he's from New York because he's lyrical, but then being from the South as well, there's another stigma that South rappers only talk about flash and money, and they can't be lyrical. Right now, don't and, get me wrong. I'm not sitting here about to say that these guys are lyrical. Cause they still aren't. Okay. But I feel like, well, first, I mean, what do we want to take on? We want to take on like what their actual skill level is, or do we want to talk about the context of this video? You know what? I want to talk about the clip because that shit is whack. Okay. I want to talk about the clip and how it was done. So that clip was 40 seconds of a. 12 minute i think it was like eight or nine minutes eight eight minute yeah the one that i saw it might just depend on the video and how how far how right. far they went into it right the one i saw was like an eight minute video where they were they were actually they did try to rap and they did that for x amount of time so eight yep. minutes or so and the, what what this 40 second clip in the sway put this out check out freestyles or uh excuse me check out the Migos freestyle on Sway in the Morning. And he put that out. 
And I feel like he did it like trying to be shady. Because he knew it wasn't, it was definitely not the high point. Well, it really wasn't that bad. They were just actually just kind of playing around and making a hook, if anything, right? Yeah, they were just trying to keep the beat going while, it seemed like they were trying to keep the beat going in between. Yeah. And, but to put that out and say this is their freestyle, and then you got everybody on social media putting it out there like, oh, look at the Migos freestyling. This is so whack. What is what do these whack rappers come to? You know, they 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 can't even, you know, they have no skills. Whatever they're saying. But without seeing but they said that they made this judgment without seeing the entire video. Exactly. Which I feel is unfair. Exactly. Now, one thing I have to say though. I can't say that I listen to Migos music. I did give culture a shot and it's just it's just not my type of music. They do pick some really good beats and their repetitive hooks, they have some really good ones. So with that being said, when I heard the little clip of the I forgot what they said, give me the money or show me the money or pull out the racks, whatever they said though. Yeah, some other racks. I was I was bobbing my head to it when I first heard it and didn't see it. Like my wife was playing it. She played it because she was showing me what what they were, you know, what happened on the Sway Show. And I was actually like, okay. <laughs> like, I liked it for some reason. I, I guess Migos is growing on me a little bit. But what you said, though, about the context of that video is is so true. It's un- It seems unfair that Sway, and it must just have been clickbait, that Sway had them on the show. He knew that they actually rapped. And the clip that he going to put out is going to show everybody that they don't rap that's right. kind of whack because it seemed like he's playing to the narrative of these new guys these mumble rappers they came on my show and they mumbled and here goes a 40 second clip of them mumbling this is what they did right and somebody says sway should have called him out for being whack I'm like what somebody should be calling sway out for being whack sway no but I, i'm pretty sure that they were speaking on that 40 second clip though sway should have called them out if all they talked about was show me the racks oh no yeah that's what the person that's what the comment was saying yeah that sway should have called them out for being whack yeah and i say somebody should have called sway out for putting that 40 seconds out and being whack and you know letting him um you know where, where he's taking this clip and put it out in no context and just said this is them freestyling yeah and and this shame cool, on the man. people and then, he, then he try to act like he's all cool with them and then does do that shady stuff after the fact I, I think yeah that's why. that is kind of why i wonder what they feel about that because uh migos are very together as a group and they're very opinionated about the perception of their um of of them they're very right. opinionated about that and they and they care about that stuff and and they uh and they won't deal with you. I don't know what their feeling is on Sway on that. Maybe they didn't think nothing of it. Maybe they ain't fucking with Sway after that. But at the end of the day, what I got from it when Jaren and I originally even spoke of that clip is that, and we talked about this on the show before and just about social media in general, is context. Context is so important and people do not care about context. That 40 second clip must be the highlight of the entire show because that's what was chosen to be put out so you're trusting that somebody else's 40 second highlight of an eight minute nine minute video must be what the entire video was about right but that's not always true so 
and 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 it, again, I'm not caping for the Migos because that freestyle wasn't even one of that wasn't better than the Westwood one. I think the Tim Westwood one was better, so it wasn't that great of a freestyle. But um, I mentioned this, you know, in our conversation when we were talking about this um, earlier in the week, and. I don't think your fave would even do it and not yours specifically but in general most people's faves don't even do a freestyle off the top of the head right they can't do it and if they did do it it's gonna sound whack and they wouldn't be able to keep it up for 20 minutes like them either right I haven't seen it or at least I've never seen a video of Jay-Z just freestyling for 20 minutes yeah and I've seen things where they said Jay-Z freestyled and it seemed like it was so it was it was too complicated to be a freestyle. It must have been something that he's thought of the concept he's thought of before. Right. I can't say it's a written because quote unquote Jay doesn't write. However, it, the times that I heard him talk about freestyling, it was something that sound like, you know, it was more than just a freestyle, so or it was more than just off the top, excuse me. I wanna say yeah. off the top. But so anyway, again, like these guys, like you know, like Jadakiss, you know, Fab, Nas, anybody that's like told it to be a great lyricist, you never see these guys freestyle. And when you do see them freestyle on the radio, it's always something written, and you hear it again on the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, though. It's hard to think of stuff off the top of your head and be super lyrical. The 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 point of being lyrical is actually and people I don't even think people realize that but being lyrical has to do with you actually seeing what's around you and thinking about it and finding a fancy way to say it like nobody asks poets to be, to freestyle or to come off the top like you give poets an opportunity because hip hop is basically another form of poetry, poetry. you give They're them op- an opportunity to sit down and write so why not give these guys credit for actually doing like actually doing what people claim their favorites can do that we've never seen them do uh, that's I don't think all nobody's, I'm saying I don't think nobody's claiming their favorites can do it like if you ask a person that if you ask so, a person that shit on Migos yo what about show me Jay somebody who can then so w- what about what about Jay freestyling no they're not gonna say they're not gonna try to take up for him they're just gonna say oh well Jay Jay don't freestyle Jay don't do that so who if the hell does? I mean, like how you how can you shit on somebody freestyling off the top of the head and being able to do it for twenty minutes and actually rhyme or be able to do you know come up with some kind of you know uh, scheme or whatever? The fact is, is that nowadays people understand that when you get your opportunity on these shows on these shows the actual artists understand this not not the spectators when you get on these shows you want to put your best possible foot forward you don't want to go on there be you don't want to be stuttering you got to show your best self so you should be going to these places with something written and that's why there's no problem when people say freestyle i don't think hardly anyone is expecting you to be off the top unless you say go off the top that's the that's the difference yeah, and th- so that's that's where the mistake a lot of these guys do. They do actually go and try to go off the top of the head and mess and it up makes and them make look fools themselves. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these new rappers have been doing this lately too, getting out there and just actually trying to go off the top, trying to get some credit, but that credit ain't due. People want to see you do well, whether it's, it's kinda, whether it's written or not. 
And it's kind of like the the dance thing. Um, if you like the dance thing we were talking about before. So if you go out there and say you mess up. Well, it depends on how you bounce back from it. So if you're going off the top of the head, you mess up. And if you make it seem very obvious, like you messed up and it's like, oh, I messed up and, you know, you just can't bounce back. Like there's been guys who mess up and they just keep going. I think if you mess up, you keep going, you catch the beat back, you're good. I saw, uh, this is, was it Jay Farrell? freestyling off the top of the head he messed up a couple of times but the freestyle was so dope that it didn't matter because yeah. he's freestyling he's doing way and like the other content of the, of the freestyle was so good it didn't matter that he messed up right right and that, and that's another thing too is that you got to just make it known that yo i'm about to go off the top right now this is right off the top and if you put that preface there i think everybody's expectation is slightly reduced and then the respect goes up if you do well exactly and if you're able to do it you definitely you definitely do well um so context man people please try to go get the context and stop judging off of the one clip you see that one so-called highlight that you're expecting people to do for you there's a 12 minute video and you expect them to pick the best possible portion of the video and that's the thing best is subjective is the best part of the video showing that they actually did rap and showing the hardest line that they spit or is the best part of the video showing that they're stuttering and they're mumbling or they're just talking about money because they can't rap well if i'm a company that's trying to get clicks the best thing is to show the mistakes it's not to show the actual best part yeah if you're watching it's not the highlights yeah, exactly. It's to show the low light. So you got to understand what you're watching. If I'm watching Sports Center, it's to their benefit to show me all of the highlights, true highlights, and possibly some low lights, right? But if, you, if you're watching a show, if you want to get more clicks, the highlights aren't it. It's going to be about the low lights. So if you're going to do context, you got to know. You just got to know that when you get things that are not contextual, they don't give you everything. You got to know what they're giving you. And speaking of lack of context, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor and Mayweather, they're going on their little press conference tour to build um, to build hype. hype. Yes, yeah. to build Interest. hype for their fight that they're going to have on August 26th or something like that. Sometime in late August, they're going to have this fight. And so I didn't see any one of these myself because um, – I'm pro- I'm not spending a hundred dollars on this fight. I'm really not. Um, if Mayweather would have fought somebody for real, for real, I would have done it, but not for Conor McGregor, because I know there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of highlights and lowlights already. So I don't even have to pay for this. I know this already. Like like why why not pay for the the um, circus? First of all, because it's an expensive fucking circus. Like it is. All other fights are sixty to seventy dollars. So HD. Oh, hold on. Would you say the Pacquiao would have been worth that? I would have uh, for the hundred. Um, uh, and these these are huge names that everybody knows. If if it was huge names of it's the of hugest names of boxing. Like I'm see. not I'm a casual I'm not even a casual boxing fan at all. So I I even know you know I know those names. Right. So like if it would have been like Triple G, right? And he's like one of the best boxers right now for that. I do know class, his name. Right. If it would have been that, it'd have been like, wow, this is a fight of the lifetime. 
I want to see this. Mayweather's going to put his record on the line, his old body on the line, and Triple G is actually going to get a shot to beat one of the greatest ever to pick up gloves. And boom, I would pay $100 for that. But for a circus, this is literally a circus. The, the, the term that you use is perfect. This is truly a circus. I'm not paying $100. I, I would pay 50 but I'm not paying $100. Is it is it basically an exhibition, too? I mean... This is not uh, like is there's no titles on the line no, or anything. No, this is just for for shit talking. And people are turning it's it into It's an exhibition. Uh, it, no, the the ter- they have a term it's to exhibition. That's all this is. Okay, well yeah, that's fair. It's oh, but wait a minute. It's a professional fight though, so it counts towards his record. It does count towards his record. Um, how does that So is it not an exhibition then? It's a professional yeah, fight. Yeah, I think exhibitions don't mean any, they don't count. They don't mean anything. But this would this would go on its professional record. Yes, because because uh, uh, um, oh boy, McGregor is licensed to box. So this is a true professional fight. So, it so does what what something. what would have, what would make him have to put a, a a belt on the line? Like what would ha- what would it have to be to do that? Well, he would have to get a title shot, and I think there's a lot more to it. I'm not a boxing connoisseur, so I don't know the details of that. However, um, I haven't heard any talks about anything being on the line other than the fact they're going to fight and rake in a lot of money. Okay. So, um, they're doing this press conference, these press conferences to build hype, right? And the problem with this is... is They've always done that. Everybody does that. Yeah, everybody does that. And it's about shit talking. It's about who can talk shit the best. It's about getting each other's face. It's about being mad disrespectful. Like, I remember the ones I used to see for Tyson, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I would see clips of the ones from Tyson or the highlights that the news would play, or the lowlights, I guess. And it was showing the most disrespectful things that Tyson can come up with. That's what I remember. So the whole purpose of this is to disrespect the other person, to stir up the waters, to make them mad, to get them emotional, to put them outside of the normal character. And also to build hype for the fans that are watching to make you either hate me or love me, whatever, you know, whatever the situation may be. And so Connor was very successful this weekend um, because he said some things that could be considered borderline racial. Okay. Um, Floyd Mayweather was on stage and he was out there trying to talk shit, which he's not very good at anymore, by the way. I want to add that in. He's not very good at it. If it sounded very his words sounded very scripted and sounded like <laughs> Right, it sounded like he was doing like a, a WWE press. It sounded WWE and it sounded like him and his homeboy said, okay. This is the stuff that you're going to come up with. And this is the stuff you're going to say about him. Where Connor was totally off the top. Whatever situation happened, he had some shit to talk about whatever Floyd Mayweather did. Some of it might have been scripted for him too. You know, he might have thought of it beforehand. But a lot of what he said was a reaction to what he saw Mayweather do. And so, for that reason, I feel like Connor was winning that. Now, the problem with going off the top though... Is you might say some stuff that you wish you didn't say later. Or you might say some stuff that are going to offend some people in a way that you didn't think of when you thought it in your head. Because you only get a split second to react, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mayweather was dancing. And Conor McGregor said something like, dance for me, boy, dance. 
Right. And Mayweather kept dancing. He didn't jump buck. He didn't get crazy. He didn't take it no kind of way. Or he didn't show that he took it any kind of way. But after Twitter, after the Twitter storm, Twitter storm says that that was a racist remark because he called called Floyd Mayweather boy. He didn't call him a boy. He just said called him boy. Yep. He called him boy. Yeah, he called him boy. He referred to him as boy, which is definitely uh, it has a racial connotation to it. It's been done before by race. Depending on the context. Depending on the context. Yes, true. I would agree with that. But we're talking about 2017. Context doesn't fucking matter. We know that now. Right? Most context don't don't matter. That's true. So, with that being said, what brought me to this story is, all right, I've seen Conor McGregor talk shit before. I'm not a big MMA person. I'm not a big boxing person. But I do know Conor McGregor's name. I know he came out of, he was fighting smaller fights. He came to the UFC, and he's like the biggest shit talker of the UFC, UFC, which made him a villain of the UFC. And that's what gets him his big fights, is being villainous and being the person that's disrespectful and have just disregard for everything. Right. Well, he's doing that right now. And I've never in the past had a reason to believe this guy's racist. But Twitter seems to believe a white guy calling a black guy boy is racial and it's purposely racial. And he's a racist now. And Floyd Mayweather jumped on that wagon rather than taking up for him and being like, yo, yo, kind of kind of. I don't think he's a racist, you know, rather than saying anything to defend the fact that all they're doing is shit talking and trying to be disrespectful because uh floyd has said some disrespectful things in the past too really disrespectful and floyd has beat women in the past uh man okay i was all right so i was gonna say this outside of boxing but it doesn't matter i get that people okay but I mean, it's saying, outside of boxing. people names and it's outside of boxing though i'm talking about the boxing thing he wasn't boxing when he called him boy. But this is a it's a part of the boxing promotion though. It's okay, a part well, of the, he, well, you, yeah, well how, how do people box? They use their fists, right? Floyd used his fist on this girl, so <laughs> he was boxing. Well, Floyd thought he was still boxing. All right. Okay, that's not funny. Um No, but seriously though, uh what I'm saying is is that if we're talking just straight boxing stuff, boxing what what you do in boxing this promotion is part of that and the purpose is to be as disrespectful as possible and and he said something that was out of line um to some people was very offensive to some people when i heard it i didn't take it that way the first thing i thought of i will be honest the first thing i did think of was he just called him boy while he's dancing wow so my question first of all why are you dancing you already cooning just sitting up there yeah yeah yeah. so wait wait wait. (laughs) my first thing was i was conflicted because I was like, so was that a racist remark or is Mayweather cooning right now? <laughs> that was that was he my was cooning. He's still there throwing money around and stuff. Yeah, he definitely that was a that was a coon move when he threw that money, talk about strip for me, because he's got a gentleman's club, right? And so he goes and throws his money up, saying strip, and then he's dancing, and Conor McGregor took the opportunity to say, Well, dance for me then. Right, and yeah, he 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 responded. Yeah, that was his response to him throwing money and cooning. Right, it's like, well, you dance for me. You now now you dance for me, boy. And I don't, th- you know, 
it's a thing. It's a thing. White people used to call black people boy to be disrespectful. I get that. To be more than disrespectful. But I totally get that. So, to okay, be, okay. So we know that. So let's get to where Connor was coming from. So Big Shine can say boy all the time, right? Boy. Boy. I feel like Connor says it in the same way. I watched The Ultimate Fighter. That's that's the UFC's um, reality show. Yep. Connor McGregor was a, a coach on one of the seasons. He definitely was. Said boy every three words. He said boy a lot. You know what he I'm saying? Did. So that's like somebody saying, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's almost a filler word for him. Yeah, he says it a lot. That's not even almost a filler word. It is a filler word for him. So, knowing that history, I know that he didn't. That wasn't a unique thing for him to say. Yeah, you know what? Not even, not even just a filler word. It's kind of like how we would say, "Dog, man, you better get up off me, dog." Hey, hold on, dog, or what's up, dog, or or fool. Like some people use fool, man. Back up off me, fool. He says, "Boy." That's what he says. I've heard him say it multiple times on that show, that reality show. So with that said, I mean, so we know we know it's not racist, but the fact that everybody try to spin it that way. Again, not fair, man. That's not cool. Context. It's not cool at all. Their context like, was it was a black guy and a white guy. The white guy told him to dance, boy. That's all they had to see. And by the way, that's the only clip. Those are the clips that I saw. I saw just straight clips of that. You don't so. see nothing else. All the other stuff. Like he also had another hotline right around that time where uh, Floyd told his some guy to get him some go get the, go get his bag <laughs> and. Connor was like, yeah, go get his bag, bitch. <laughs> and the guy couldn't just stop and say, he, yo, how conflicted? Is he conflicted right now? He is conflicted. He's like, okay, Floyd told me to get it, but he told me to get it, but Connor told me to get it, bitch. I don't want to listen to Connor, but I got to listen to Floyd right now. Miss Floyd is my boss. So, Floyd, you fucked that up. Because you should have told him, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And he should have checked Connor, dog. Right. But, like, you let Connor call me a bitch, and I got to keep doing it, and you made me do it. <laughs> like, that's whack, dog. That's whack to me, man. So, Floyd is nobody's not good coming at after Connor for saying, call him, saying bitch a hundred times on that. Bitch is okay. And he didn't even say it on a beat. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Floyd said it called him a lot of bitches, too. Floyd. Yeah. They they called each other bitches, but that's supposedly okay. So I guess that's okay because it's a it's a man sport. It's testosterone field, you know. And this is what guys do. They call each other bitches and no. But what's whack to me about it is Floyd didn't say nothing at the time. Like if Floyd would have felt like Connor was a racist and felt like like if he felt like Connor was a racist, he would have known that before the fight. You don't just find that out in one little sitting, right? Generally, especially with a guy who talks a lot in front of the camera like Connor does. So if he would have felt like he was a racist, as soon as he heard boy, he would have checked. He would have stepped up or checked him or stopped, at least stopped dancing. But he didn't. He waited to after he heard the shit storm was like, yo, I can jump on this wave. And then he goes out to say, yeah, there's racism everywhere. And 
and he tried to he didn't i feel like he could have he could have defended him man and he also told floyd that he couldn't read that was hot which I that, was was that was hot thing he said you come up here with a school bag what are you doing with a school bag you can't even read you know what <laughs> this is what i'm talking about conor mcgregor is he's a beast hey conor mcgregor does this this is what he do <laughs> he is the best shit talker between the two like the fact that like if if floyd mayweather if if the if the shoes were on the other foot and Conor McGregor bought a, a bag full of a, a, a Louis Vuitton knapsack or whatever kind of bag it was, full of money. Conor McGregor would have bought it, and his he would have told his guy to give me the bag, and Floyd would have said, "Yeah, get that money, bitch." Conor McGregor would have had something to go back, you know what I'm saying? At Floyd, right. or he would have stopped the situation. He would have fixed it. But since that thing was unscripted for Floyd, he made oh he made his homeboy a bitch right then at, at Conor McGregor's request. That's crazy to me, man. Floyd Mayweather needs to get better at shit talking. There was a time when Floyd Mayweather was the guy for flashiness and being showy. Right. And um, that's another thing, too, by the way. I saw Floyd Mayweather. He was talking about in, in the interview about, you know, what, what Connor's doing. He was saying that, well, I used to be that way. I used to throw money, flash money and talk about money. And and people call me arrogant. I used to talk shit like that. And people call me arrogant. But this white guy doesn't. And they like it. And although that happens in America a lot. And I totally feel that. But I feel like he's jumping on the racism train. And yeah. that's really not good, man. That's that's not tight. It and might Floyd be good for just, business, maybe. Maybe it's good for business. Floyd isn't a likable person, plain and simple. But this he is, is a likable person now. He is yeah. now because Connor just fucked up. That's what I'm saying. You got you got a you got a bigger villain than you. I mean, that's what happened like with with uh like it happens in wrestling all the time. Like that's what happened with The Rock. The Rock was a heel before. And a bigger villain came and it made The Rock less of a villain, and he then became a hero. Right. Okay. And let's not act like this is, like, the first crazy thing that's ever been said in boxing. Like, Mike Tyson, he's got some of the like, best quotables ever. So, yeah. like, I pulled up this one. He said this to a reporter. He wasn't even talking to, like, the guy he was fighting. <laughs> but he said... You wouldn't live two days in my world, bitch, you faggot. <laughs> Why don't you come up here and suck my dick, you faggot? I'll fuck you in your ass till you love me. Wow. He couldn't say that in 2017, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't he said say that to a reporter, dog. He, he wasn't even talking to whoever he was fighting. He said it to a reporter. That's another so, thing too. So let's talk about context really, really quick about this. That don't I, need no context. I mean, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Well, not not about Mike Tyson. I'm just talking about. Yeah, this I'm saying entire, Mike Tyson don't need no context. No, nah, you don't need no context with that one. I agree. Um, but what I'm talking about is that people who are judging this though don't know nothing about boxing. They don't realize that the press conference is to get people emotional. They don't know that yeah. the press conference is to make people mad. Now, granted, and racism, also, wait, 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 and it's also to get more views. And it is to get more views. That, actually, sell, that's the most sell important thing. Views. That's the that's the most important purpose. That's what it's called, pay per view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right there in the name. So it, it is to get more views. However, racism is not a way to do that. That's not cool. 
to go up there and just throwing hurling racial slurs at each other. It's but it's people, always been the way though. I mean, like don't get it messed up. This can very much be scripted. Like, um, I mean, think about it. You know, there's a movie. There's a couple movies. The Great White Hype. The Great White Hope. Yeah, it's a real thing. This is that playing out right before our eyes. Now it's oh, turned racist. This has a, been a very racist climate the past few years. They're just, you know, capitalizing on that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but the, I think the boy thing is way out of context, and people don't know Connor. It is. So, so like when my wife heard it, she felt some kind of way just off the context of what they're playing it. Like even this ain't even people like just doing fake news. The actual news is even playing just this context of it, right? Or just this small piece of the story, not giving context to what happened before or after. And uh, so my wife felt some kind of way, and I had to tell her like, "Yo, this is what this is how he talks. This is what he does. I don't think that the guys are racist." Now his comeback though, how did you feel about the comeback when he tried to show people that he wasn't a racist? When he said he was half black. Yeah, he said I'm half black from the belly button down. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was fair game. I thought that that was okay. Uh, but then he said to all my black female fans out there, and he starts thrusting the air. He starts grooving and thrusting the air, you know, as if he was simulating sex, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I feel like that was kind of a shot. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think that that one was cool. That that one kind of made me cringe a little bit because. Like, if he just would have left it, I, I can't be racist. I'm half black from the belly button down. We get it. That was funny. But he See, stayed on it too long. The thing is, here's the difference. Like, if this was the NBA they or the NFL, baseball, hockey, he would be forced to apologize. But That's in true. boxing and the UFC, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And... Dana White's not about to step in and be like, oh, you need to apologize. Dana White is looking at this is cha-ching. He's just seeing all kinds of money bags. In the, the showtime difference people, is, you know, that's seeing all kinds of money bags. So, so the apology doesn't even have to be sincere. He can just let it fly and say whatever he wants. He doesn't have to be PC. He doesn't. Ha I mean, he probably has some sponsors, I would imagine. No, but I think the difference is is that the teams though. So like when you're playing for a football team or a basketball right. team, well, now you're making have to apologize. You see huh? that happen? Who? When they talk about Serena or with tennis, or they talk about Tiger, somebody say something crazy. I'm just saying he's not in a political place. He's like really not, and he's not in the place where he even cares about endorsements. I haven't even seen him very endorsing very much of anything. I mean, like he, he'll have like his sponsors on his on his fighting trunks and stuff. Those guys ain't about to pull out because, again, they about to make all kinds of money off of it. Exactly, exactly. And so, in, in sports, they they're they're forced to apologize because they're representing that team. If right. <laughs> if somebody came out, if if a white guy start calling, you know, a black guy boy on the Philadelphia Eagles, now the world is like. The Eagles are okay. Was that an accident that you said that? Did you, or did you just say that on purpose? Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I just threw the name out there. You said the <laughs> Eagles. That's what that Riley got, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was actually, on the Eagles. He called somebody a nigger on tape. Exactly. And they stuck recording. up for him. He didn't even have to apologize, probably. 
I'm sure he did apologize, but he probably didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, people were taking up for him. They had they had Michael Vick step out there for him. All kinds, were, of, all kinds of teammates st- stepped up for him. Yeah, they they, they stuck their neck out for him. But in, in boxing and MMA, though, you you technically don't have to apologize. Mayweather, uh, he had to apologize when he said that when he made that sushi comment about uh about Pacquiao, though. He didn't have to. Well, he didn't have to. He, he thought it was in his to. best interest. Yes, he he chose to in his best interest. I'm, st- I'm still not sure if it was even in his best interest. He yeah. still was gonna, you know. Now you got all the Asian people gonna tune in to, you know, because they want to see him get his ass whooped. It's just gonna right. make him more money, dog. Yeah, that's true. But he couldn't, he couldn't leave it out there as if he was a racist, because they tried to make it seem like he's a racist. And I think, I think Connor be able to beat this, because I mean, Connor's Connor not from care. America. He's not from the Deep South. You know, he's not from that time. He's from Ireland. It don't matter. Like, he don't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, I don't think he cares either. But people, if you're listening to this podcast, I've heard Conor McGregor say, "But and it's not that I'm trying to ride for him at all. It's just that just get more context. If since I had the context of who Conor McGregor was and that he's one of the best shit talkers in sports today, and he's way better at it than Floyd Mayweather, and he told him to dance, boy, because Floyd was cooning in front of the crowd. <laughs> Why is he dancing? <laughs> Watch Floyd Mayweather dancing, yo. That's crazy. And real quick, last week we talked about the NRA and their public service announcement that they threw out there on YouTube, right? Luckily, the Black Lives Matter LA chapter came back with their version of that video. And they took the same style of background. They took a powerful black woman who spoke very well and they did their own video. And I'll let you see it for yourself. Um, it was it was the same style of video. And it was basically just talking about how um, given the other perspective of what that video didn't show. And also had some really cool things at the end where they kind of changed it up a bit. So they, they took their style and they made it better as they should. If you're the second person doing something, your version should be better. It should be adding another element, another dimension. So they did that. The only thing I'm afraid of, though, is that, again, this is very propaganda-esque, very race war-like, very choose-a-side-like. And, you know, when you start choosing sides, sometimes you got to fight it out. And that's, that's what's scary. If people keep going back and forth. All right, and I think we'll wrap it. You can be listening to anyone in the world right now, however you're listening to us, and we definitely appreciate that. Thank you for your listens. Yo, go out and tell people what we got out here, man. Go out and tell people what we're doing. We're trying to have this thought-provoking conversation so you can enjoy what you're listening while you're on the road or while you're working and give you something to think about that's different than those those uh, those mumble rappers that you hear over and over or any rapper that you hear over and over. You're tired of listening to that same song. All right. So thank you for your listen. And we'll definitely appreciate if you told people about us. We have another Corporate Streets production. It's called The Powercast. So whether you're corporate or whether you're street, go ahead and get out of listen, man, because we're trying to make you a better you. It's 2017. You need to invest in yourself. So whether you're on a car ride, train ride, bus ride, make that thing productive. Check us out. We're reading a book, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. It's uh, very introspective and it's very interesting. 
And if you want to email us, you can hit us up at the corporate streets at gmail.com. That's streets with a Z. You should know that by now because that's how we spell our name. If you need help handling the situation, go ahead and drop us that line because we are the advice connoisseurs. This is what we do. You can hit us up on Twitter. The handle is at Corp Streets. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who can barely put two rhyming words together, let alone a rap, but they want to judge the Migos for their rap style. Peace. At the end of the day, man, those guys are winning right now. They're not a one-hit wonder. They just flat out winning. You gotta respect that. I'm definitely winning. And they are skilled yeah man <laughs> play the simple one they said outcast wasn't skilled they said outcast was whack they was just from the south they, these guys aren't outcast but you know so I mean you don't keep winning if you're not skilled like you don't get that lucky no alright peace